0: Um, I have spent the week reflecting myself on Colossians 3. And in particular, I've been reflecting on Colossians 3 verses 12 to 17. And I have a few things that I would love to share with you this evening from that passage of Scripture. But I just really felt that before I did that, I would just like to give you five minutes or so to actually read through, there are two scriptures on there, one is for a bit later, but for the Colossians 3, 12 to 17, to actually just spend a moment quietly reflecting on that passage of scripture yourself. One way to meditate on that is to read it through a couple of times, to ask the Holy Spirit if there's anything in particular, any phrases or verses that he really is wanting to highlight to you this evening Because actually for all of us, what he has to say to us is the most important thing. So I just thought I'd give you five minutes or so just to read through that passage. And then I will share with you a few things that God's put on my heart to do with that. So I'm just going to read out loud for you now Colossians 3 verses 12 to 17. And then we'll just unpack a few things together. Put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I wonder if you are someone who discovered when you went through your wardrobe to sort out some clothes to donate to the fashion fix, that in fact you're somebody who had a lot of things lurking in your cupboard that you don't wear. My mother-in-law has an incredible capacity to hold on to clothes. She can produce pieces of clothing for you that she wore in the 1960s. She is a great source of fancy dress costumes of the original vintage and has at times suggested that maybe now, for example, that Beth is getting a bit older, maybe she'd like to wear this slip dress that I wore when I was 17. So it is a wonderful source of memorabilia and there was a while there where I trotted round with an original pair of 1970s knee-high brown boots that she'd worn when she was pregnant with my husband and then I was trotting round in them pregnant with one of our children which I thought was not lost on me as being a rather nice thing to be able to do. But actually when it comes to her daily wardrobe, this amount of clothing, well, I would probably question the value of it. I've actually really enjoyed the process of going through my wardrobe in preparation to donate to the fashion fix in July. I'm actually quite good these days at editing my wardrobe at the end of each season, at the end of summer and the end of winter, and actually just getting rid of the items that I just don't wear or donating them or giving them to friends. Maybe it doesn't fit anymore, maybe my lifestyle and my tastes have simply changed. Or maybe it was one of those impulse buys that in hindsight was not very well thought through. I have to say that my love of a bargain has led me to many of those impulse buys. And I was thinking when I was writing this, what was my worst impulse buy? And it was really funny because I was sharing this with Beth and she immediately came to the same conclusion that I had. And it was a pair of lime green heels. I was at the very frumpy mummy stage. My uniform was jeans, baggy jumpers and flat, sensible shoes. And I really felt very far from stylish and certainly didn't feel like I stood out in a crowd and I was out one day with one of my best friends Bindi a lot of you would know Bindi and I do want to be clear right up front in case you listen to the podcast I do not in any way hold her responsible for the purchase of my lime green heels um But she is somebody who is by nature just generally a little more adventurous with her clothing than me and she just, she knows her style, she owns it and she rocks it. And so she actually still laughs to this day about not stopping me from making that purchase. But anyway, it was at that stage where we were, it was what was the Majura, it was the DFO or whatever it was called out there at the time and there was a play area. So we were actually out there with our toddlers playing and it was one of those snatch and grab shopping trips while with your toddlers after you've gone out there for the coffee and the play in the free play area so it wasn't a well thought through purchase and it was a real bargain like they were a real bargain and anyway needless to say I got them home and I wore them once I just really felt way too uncomfortable and I'd walk in at the time that I wore them I walk in and everybody go And I had nothing to wear them with and I just couldn't pull it off as this was me. You know how, you know, your style says something about you and I just felt like I was in somebody else's shoes. Now, before any of you wondering for a lime lime green pair of heels, I'm afraid they're long gone. They did not make it into the fashion fix. So, I want you to think for a minute in your tables. this, This is a really quick exercise What is your worst impulse buy? So my number one top tip for avoiding impulse buys is you have to love it in the shop. If you don't love it in the shop, if you have any doubts whatsoever, don't do it. Because if you don't really love it in the shop, it will just stay in your wardrobe unworn. Anyway, that's not the main point of my sharing this evening, but... (laughs) These things are important as girls sometimes. So Colossians 3, at the beginning of Colossians 3, verse 1, Paul starts with this exhortation, and I'm just going to read it from the message paraphrase just because I really love the way that this is phrased, but this is the gist of what he's saying. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed in the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. So this is the starting place of then this passage that we've read this evening. And what Paul goes on to do in this passage in Colossians is is he uses the language of putting on and putting off, that is putting off the old self and putting on the new to to address our call to participate in the ongoing process of transformation to becoming more like Jesus and that we are to act like it. It's actually to be seen in our lives. So Paul actually, by this putting off and putting on, is actually exhorting us to do a major wardrobe edit and to consider what we are wearing, metaphorically speaking. Clothing definitely does a lot to express our personality, doesn't it? And so definitely there are different seasons of your life where you might wear different things, partly because of practicality, partly because um, our tastes change um, but what we wear is obvious to people and, you know, you can often know people by, oh, I know that person just loves to wear scarves or, I mean, I had Debbie say to me this evening, oh, did that top come from Big W? I said, yeah, it's one of my birthday presents and she said, because I saw it and I looked at it and I thought, that is Catherine's colour. So, and, and I matched the notes. Do you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't deliberate. Um, But actually, you know, you get a good feel for people that you know and what looks good on people. So, we get an idea from clothing, I think, but you can tell a little bit about people's personalities anyway. So, what we wear is obvious to people and whether it's right or wrong, we actually do notice what people wear and we sometimes will make assessments about people based on what they wear. Um, And I've no idea what people thought about my lime green heels because they didn't come out very long to actually get assessed. But But, you know, if you're going for a job interview, you want to look smart because you want, again, you're not hoping that people don't make a judgment of whether you should get the job or not just simply based on what you're wearing. But you do actually want to present yourself in a good way. And so really with this idea of putting on and putting off, Paul is saying that just like our clothing is noticeable, our behavior and our character is noticeable to people as to whether we are more like Jesus or not. And we actually, in this idea of putting off and putting on, it demonstrates to us that we do actually have a responsibility in the process. Just like I choose and have responsibility for what I put on me in terms of clothing or take off, I've actually got some responsibility in terms of building and growing in my character and in the outward expression of that through my behaviour and my actions. But not only are we called to this responsibility to make choices about what we put off and put on, but actually we have been provided with the whole full makeover package deal. I love how the message puts Colossians 12 to 14. I'll read it to you. It says this. So this is the message paraphrase of Colossians 3 verses 12 to 14. So chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline, be even tempered content with second place quick to forgive an offense forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you and regardless of what else you put on wear love it's your basic all-purpose garment never be without it I just love the description of that, that we are to dress in the wardrobe that God picked out for us. And I can absolutely guarantee you that the wardrobe he has picked out for us, we will feel fabulous and it will fit perfectly. No impulse buying. So we have been provided with a new wardrobe of garments But it's no good to us if they are just still hanging in the cupboard, cluttering up amongst our old clothing. And imagine who of us, if we were treated to the full deal makeover package with a completely new wardrobe, would leave the complete – that was chosen for our style and we felt fabulous in. Who of us, if we were treated to that, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of makeover – would leave that hanging in the cupboard and keep wearing our old stuff. We wouldn't. And so this is what Paul is saying. You have been provided with a whole new wardrobe of garments, put off the old, do a wardrobe edit and put on the new. Now, obviously, I'm not suggesting that our transformation is merely based on our outward appearance or on our behaviour, we are transformed from the inside out. And that is the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But we do have a responsibility to participate and to respond and submit ourselves to the will of God and to what he has made provision for us in. So our identity has been changed. When Christ comes into our life, we are a new creation, it says in the word. The old has gone and the new has come. We are regenerated, is what the Bible says. We're no longer bound by sin. We're not a slave to it in any way. We actually have the provision made for us to live free from sin and from its penalty and destruction. But it's by the process of renewal and transformation, the editing of our wardrobe, if you like, that we are called to bring our thinking, our mind, our will and our emotions into line with the word of God and to actually put on our new identity as belonging to Christ and being hidden with him. That's how Colossians describes it, that that we belong to him and we're hidden in him now. We are to put off the old self and we are to put on Christ. And that provision has been made for us. So as a part of this process, when I was reading through Colossians, I just picked out five things that Paul exhorts us to do. I'm not going to flesh those out in any particularly big way, just really mention them. But these are the five things that I picked out that he says we're to do as a part of this transformation process. We're to set our mind on things above we're to let the peace of Christ rule our hearts. And this is all about this mind, will, and emotions. If you listen to each of these things, it's tackling that need for the renewal of our mind, will, and emotions. So set our minds on things above. Let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. Be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in us and teach, admonish, and encourage one another in our process of transformation, that we are to actually get alongside one another. Surprise, surprise. We are supposed to walk out our process of transformation and renewal in community. That's God's way. And so I might say, Jan, I love how you and Simon are just clothed with love for the children in Kenya and the way that you have put what God has asked you guys to do into action, clothed with his love. Judy, I love the way that you have clothed yourself, put on compassion, the compassion that God gripped your heart with both when the team shared and then you travelled overseas to see the disparity between what people don't have and how much overabundance that we have here and how you allowed yourself to be clothed in compassion to actually meet the needs of the poor in a practical way. We are meant to encourage, exhort. I love how that looks on you. I love how you are kind. To actually catch each other doing good and encouraging one another to do good. And so I've been doing quite a lot of thinking. I, I mean, I've shared with you this year about my passion that as a community of women, we would really be championing one another, that we would actually find a way to do life together where we're reinforcing each other and encouraging each other to run in our own lanes because we're all called to different things, but to actually cheer each other on in that and to stir one another up to love and good works, as Hebrews 10 says. And so I've been asking, well, how do we grow together as a community of women who put on or who are clothed in love And the garments of heaven, how do we encourage one another a bit like in the natural, we might go out on a shopping trip with a good friend and say, oh, I love that on you. Yep, definitely get that. How do we do that in the spiritual to encourage one another to be clothed in the garments of heaven? And so I actually have just come up with three threats that I think as women undermine us as a community. And they're things that I want to encourage us to put off. And then three strengths that I think enhance and build us that we are to put on. They all begin with C. And you will get a little sheet that has them on them because I actually want us to have some time talking together as we finish. So so we are to put off comparisons. We are to put off criticism. Criticism. And we are to put off competitiveness. I've chosen not to elaborate on these. I think as women, if we're all honest, we have both struggled with comparison, criticism and competitiveness in directing it towards others. And we've also struggled with that being directed towards us. I don't think I need to flesh that out anymore. I think we all know that that is a pitfall for us as women. So, we are to put off those things, and instead, we are to put on connection. We are to put on celebrating each other, and we are to put on collaboration, working together, serving together, walking life together.